Hello and welcome to The Shell Show. I'm your host, Jacob Shell. Today we're going to discuss faith, family, and finance in that order. You will not want to miss a minute of this one, so stay tuned. Let's get to the show. All right, everybody, welcome to episode six with my man, Jennings John Birchfield, the one and only, and my homie Trey Melton, who is the unofficial official co-host of this podcast. Hello to all the cameras. We just finished a wonderful one. Oh, I just realized that we are wearing Imagine. the same thing. We have yeah. oh my, we we are have an Oreo, Oreo going on. Like Oreos. I well, love Oreos. Double stuff. It's one of my favorite things. Love them. I ate a bunch of them. Found some organic ones. Probably still not good for you, but I eat them. So if it says organic, you can eat it and it's healthy. That's true. That's advice that you, from a non-medical professional. That means you can Please double the amount you would have of the regular bad ones. Easily. And consult your doctor first. So, Mr. Birchfield. <laughs> What's up? The locks. The Thank golden you. locks of beauty. Thanks for having me. I just, I'm just glad you're here. It was a close call. My man's planning some buildings right now for a business venture, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah. And uh, I know you're a busy man, so thank you for taking time to do this. You're welcome. I was supposed to get like a, a list of questions and topics. No. We prefer to anything. surprise our no, guests. No, sorry. <laughs> Only Joe Biden gets that treatment. Right, you will be doing it like Trump. And he gets an answer key, too. Yeah. Okay, great. So, anyways. No earpiece. Uh, Jennings Birchfield. Um, let's say a fitness connoisseur, a breeder of four-legged animals, yeah. <laughs> and babies. a fur father, and babies, and babies. A, a father to many children, mm. yeah. soon to become even more children, I'm sure, because yep. the Birchfield way is to continue until no longer capable. Yeah. yeah and it's a are. fun thing. We are. We, it's basically, we got three kids, one, our third is due... December 23rd, mm-hmm. and the same day that that baby's due, we don't know the gender, one of our golden retriever moms is due mm. wow. same, same day, so Man. probably not going to come on the same day, but it's going to be a yeah. crazy week or two. So okay. for those of you who don't know, Golden Haven, mm-hmm. right? Golden Haven Puppies. Golden Haven Puppies is Jennings and Hannah's company. It's a family They business. breed goldens. Yeah. Retrievers. Let's be specific because it matters. Oh, it does. Yeah. And quite often, <laughs> not overbreeding, but they have enough of the uh, the females because I'm I'm not bold enough to call it what it is yeah. on the podcast um, to make sure it's done safely and and in a <laughs> in a nice manner. Yeah. So yeah, actually, part of um, why I was late today, I was talking to a plumber for like 45 minutes, and so. I'm the general contractor for the building that we're doing. And it's like, um, we're, we're basically maxed out capacity. Um, and so as we grow, we're basically building like this whole house, like it's an 1100 square foot house, um, for our goldens. So it's going to be amazing, really excited, but it's a big undertaking with everything else going on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Would you believe me if I told you that that's, 30 times bigger than my apartment in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and probably your apartment's 30 times the cost. Uh, yeah, it is. That is very true. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's horrible. That yeah. is bad. But fun. It's yeah. a new adventure. Yeah. It's going well. 
Tell the people where to find you. I'm sure litters are already spoken for, but yeah. So we do. We we I don't say book, but our like wait list is like six to eight months out. Um, but our website goldenhavenpuppies.com. Um, Golden Haven Retrievers is the kind of Instagram handle. Okay. Um, for social media, but yeah, we uh, it's crazy. We had if I had like probably a hundred to hundred and fifty puppies in 2020. Would have, would have sold them all. We had more people wow. through like Whoa. the pandemic reaching out. Um, and we knew that was like a big part of it. You know, you yeah. had teachers at home, a lot of people at home. So, yeah. um, which was a, which was a crazy thing, but, but yeah, it's going good. And it's something that we want to do. Hannah and I and our family, like even when the kids are out of the house. Right. Um, and kind of raising them in that. And then hopefully they'll be more effective in terms of helping. Um, yeah. Right now our three-year-old daughter can scoop the food and pour it into the bowls, but that's about it. That's helpful. Well, yeah. And she plays with the puppies. That's, that's she's like the number one socializer for all the puppies. Wow. She, okay. She's great. And you got to have that as an important piece to the puzzle right oh, there. Oh yeah. I sure. saw the Instagram sure. uh, video of her and Isaiah. Oh yeah. Oh, on their little, on the little thing. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. They lived the life out there for sure. So. I was I was heavily tempted in Tractor Supply the other day to get Oliver the little semi truck oh, yeah. that has the trailer and everything, but I just knew that it wouldn't go over well with Miranda, <laughs> so I passed. Yeah, <laughs> in your yard just doing donuts yeah. in the grass. Basically, yeah. that's pretty much what track. it is. I was going to put it inside, but you know, was it, big? it was a big like oh, power wheel semi truck. It's like the size of this chair for the cab that he sits in, and then there was a thing the size of this chair that's a trailer. Incredible. It was awesome. I kind of want that. It was so cool. They all, it would just be depressing for me to sit in it and push the pedal and it'd be like, <laughs> not go anywhere, <laughs> not go anywhere yeah. and just break. So you've got that. And then you have yep. Unlocked Videography, which yeah. you rebranded, right? Or no? Uh, it's Unlocked Films and Marketing. Right. Um, and then I'm a partner owner in a digital marketing company as okay. well. Okay, um, nice. So yeah, I do a lot of filming uh, with companies, corporations, yeah. nonprofits, and Locally, nationally, and internationally. Right. Um, Are you still seeking new books of business or no? Um, uh, yes and no. <laughs> okay. uh, my plate is totally full. Um, yeah, I would I would have to shuffle around some things in that in that context for for right. filming stuff. Yes and no. Okay. I mean, there's there's more company films coming up that I'll take on. Um, but but yeah, doing that is. Full time, full time, and then helping with with the dogs, and also working at home, like a lot of the video editing. Yes, um, it's complicated. You know, I get to eat meals with my family and like see my kids a lot, but there's that balance between right work life and family life, and yeah. actually being productive and getting things done. Yeah. Um, so yeah. How do you yeah. build that balance? Because that's something I do. I work from home. Yeah. yeah. And it's really difficult for me. Yeah. Really, really difficult. Just, I think just having boundaries and expectations is probably the first two things that come to mind, um, especially like with the kids. So mm -hmm. like Adelaide, our three-year-old, she loves to come like knock on my door, like come in and like, she'll, she'll make me like little food, you know, and, right. and stuff. Um, but just having a boundary with her and she knows now. And then, um, I think too, with like, you know, your spouse, um, luckily like Hannah doesn't have this expectation that I'm going to be there to help all the time. Right. You know, um, because you are at home you know, and I don't, and there are times that I do help, but you don't want to, like, I don't need to feel that burden of like always having to help right? and mm -hmm. be in dad mode when I'm, I need to be effective in like, you know, taking care of work. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, but yeah, that's a, 
that's there, there's a pro and con to like owning your own schedule, owning your own businesses, working from home. You know, you we work kind of nonstop. I mean, right. You know, we're sun up to sun down, and past that, it's like we're always writing emails or talking mm-hmm. or like brainstorming. Exactly. You know, it's like business meetings are just all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a hard thing to balance. Cause for me, it's the same way yeah. with tenant requests on things like hot water heater goes out in the middle of the night. Well, it's 10 o'clock. Everybody's asleep. So making phone yeah. calls is not ideal. Creating those boundaries is really difficult. And you've obviously been working from home a little longer than I have. So mm-hmm. You also have a little more discipline than I do in setting those boundaries in life, whereas I kind of let things spill over. We talked about it a few episodes ago. I'll be on the phone. Like, I'm playing golf with friends, and I'm on the phone the whole time. Yeah. There's not really those boundaries. But a lot of the things that I deal with are a little more pressing health and safety-wise. Mm. And uh, so it, it is a little different dynamic. But it's not like an, like an ER doctor or nurse. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people aren't going to die. It's just floods or whatever from, <laughs> from hot water heaters. Yeah. Somebody, maybe somebody yeah. could die. Possibly. But usually they wouldn't call me. Please call 911 yeah. if, you, uh, if you're in that kind of situation. It's not financial advice. Exactly. Not financial advice or either. medical yeah. advice at all. So how do you integrate fitness into that? Because that's always been a big part. Mm. Well, I won't say always, but it has always been in your life. Yeah. But uh, obviously high school was kind of where I would say you made it a really regimented kind of thing. For sure. Um, how do you keep that a part of your routine with the busyness of work and fatherhood and being a husband? Yeah. Um, well, I, I would say I've just, I've always been an early, early riser. Um, so I like to get it done in the morning. Right. Um, if I had to work out like in the afternoon, I feel like I'd be worthless. <laughs> um, so making it a priority um, and having it in routine is always important to me. Mm-hmm. Growing up, like, you know, we played sports. We we played sports together. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I was 15, I started CrossFit. And then when I was 16, which Trey and I, 615 class, yeah. we started pretty much together. Yeah, you yeah. see, we, I remember that. we went separate ways eventually. <laughs> but California, uh, I yeah. think, is what it was. Well, no, I, went to Florida. I went to Florida. Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. It was and like a – that was a shot at California, but anyways. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, California. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so – and then when I was 16 – um, I got certified as a CrossFit coach. And so I started as a trainer. Um, and basically my senior year, I coached the 5 a.m. class. Um, so pretty much every morning I'd wake up at 440 mm-hmm. and go to the sports center and coach, um, coach the 5 a.m. And it was like that, you know, starting off my day like that, um, you know, just creating those patterns and discipline. Um, if you get do you, like, there's times where in season, especially when you have a new baby, it's like, I just can't wake up. Like yeah. we're waking up so many times. Yeah. It's like, I, I physically, it's not worth it to me. Right. Trying to work out. I'm not effective, you know, doing more <laughs> damage than good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need, I need to rest. Um, but I, it's hard to get back on that track if you get derailed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, just staying committed and disciplined, but yeah, getting it done in the mornings, I think you know, a big part of that. Yeah. Um, and setting the goal and, and having like realistic expectations of like, why am I actually doing this? Right. You know, for me, it's like freedom of expression. It's like a way to express like, you know, I have two arms, I have two legs. I'm very much blessed to be able to use my body in this way, you know? Um, and so it's fun for me. It's definitely an outlet to grow. It challenges you, um, and definitely keeps you humble. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like that's some some of the things that people struggled with getting back into church. Mm. So the COVID pandemic hits, everything goes virtual. It gets comfortable to sit in your pajamas on the couch and watch the 9 a.m. service, and you no longer have to engage because people don't like small talk. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. People sprint through lobbies to get to chairs or whatever and then sprint right back out to get to lunch. And so I think that we've seen that, at least in attendance. I know for a fact, Multiply Harrisburg, you know, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. But we've got a good tight-knit group now that's pretty consistent as well. But we've definitely seen uh, a drop in numbers. Granted, we were planted in the pandemic. So the people who are coming were already comfortable making it. And we're 5 p.m., so it's a little easier to do. But you've seen services really worldwide just drop because people are nervous about being around others and all that. But more than any of it, it's the inconvenience. Mm -hmm. You get so used to everything being convenient. All I got to do is flip on YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and getting back in person is tough. And physical fitness can be that way, too. Yeah. So regimented. It was easy for me with football because they made you do it. But yeah. I always hated it <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> so as to. soon as I didn't have to anymore, I just didn't. Yeah. And so I'll get spurts where I'll go like twice in one week, and then I don't go for another three weeks, and then I'll go once. And it's just mm-hmm. so sporadic that yeah. it's kind of useless. So uh, it's definitely important to keep those routines and to be as consistent as you can be Yeah. in doing something. Yeah, the convenience thing is a big part. I mean, you get comfortable right. and complacent. Yeah. And you really do have to write down your goals. Like, you know, it's, it becomes real whenever you, you put that desire to like, you know, work out and actually writing down, why do I want to do this? Right. What, what, where is this going to like lead me? Does this make me mm-hmm. a better husband, a better yeah. father, a better business owner, right. entrepreneur, whatever? Like, is that going to affect my, my life in a positive or negative way? Absolutely. You know, and having that listed out, um, I think is a big part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think anyone who knows you would probably say that in their eyes you're successful. Not necessarily looking at it from a financial standpoint, but you have your own businesses, mm. you've got a very healthy family, and you know, you've know you got a good community around you, you're very mm. stable where you are. Mm. And a lot of people look to that and see that kind of as the, the goal they want to attain for their lives. Mm. So what are some of the things, you know, fitness or whatever included, that you've really held on to, and I know your family dynamic growing up plays a lot into that, but what are some of the things you would say are really the key drivers that brought you to, to where you're at today? It's a good question. Um, I would say you reap what you sow. Um, and growing up in the family that I grew up in, I feel like I'm building on some high shoulders. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. that kind of, I can't, I can't say I did this all by myself, right. you know, I'd, and in a good way, there's been like that support. There's been that, like through prayer, through raising us in the right way. Um, you learn that man, what you sow, like you will reap mm-hmm. and in a good way and bad way. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like, you know, that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, um, for us to, to our family, like we own different businesses and stuff. And so I think just naturally just knowing like, I can do this. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Like you take risk. Like right. it's not easy. Um, oftentimes Hannah and I are like, man, it would be so easy to just go work a nine to five yeah. <laughs> and just like come home and check out and like right. have that, leave the work, you know, that would yeah. be, you know, and I know a lot of people's nine to five isn't easy. I'm not right. saying yeah. that, but, right. and they have, you know, you have your own stress there right. too. 
Um, but to be able to cut that out, but yeah, when it comes to success, I mean, I think, I think it ripples from the, like, from the core of like, you know, uh, my relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. and like, you know, his faithfulness and blessing. I mean, it's by his grace that I even am here right? and we've built the things that we have built, Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost. Yeah. And then, you know, Hannah, my wife, like our relationship leading us to having kids and then just staying on that straight and narrow path. Honestly, I mean, we're, we live in a time where we're so distracted. There's so much noise. There's so many things to put our focus on. Right. But if you focus on, you know, what, what is going to get you, you know, whether it's like a dream or something that God's given you, like whatever that goal is, if you stay on that path, like you will, you will achieve it. Right. For anyone. It doesn't matter where you're starting. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but, but yeah, I'll just say family, you know, I think, um, I love our businesses. I love what we're doing, but success to me is really like relational, right? you know, um, even with fitness, it's like, that's, that's, that's great. But you have like your spiritual discipline and your physical discipline, right? you know, and for me growing up, like physical disciplines, like come easy for me, no. you know, I, I can, I can. Physically, I can, like, be disciplined, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's kind of counterweighing, like, okay, like, well, what about, like, your spiritual discipline? So that's always something that's, like, knocking mm-hmm. on my door, right. you know. Um, but, but yeah, our work is worship, and we get to be, you know, salt and light in the in the marketplace and everything that we're doing, um, which is awesome, yeah. you know, which is really fun. That is cool. So, yeah. That is really cool. So faith, family, and business is like the three. Faith, family, and finance. And finance, faith, family, and finance, and all the other F words. Yeah. F to the third power. Yeah, I mean you can't do you can't do family without faith. Right. So what? So what? So the question would be: Do you focus on faith the most out of everything, and let it bleed into everything, or do you balance them all out because you know you got to show show attention and everything, and be a father and all this stuff, or do you? focus only on faith and just kind of let that lead everything that you're dealing with and the business would be third or is, you know, like how, how do you prioritize that and yeah, balance so that? That's a good question. I would say, yeah, business is kind of on the, on the back end mm-hmm. and is oftentimes like the fruit of the thing that you're, you're doing right. Maybe in your personal life, whether it's like your relationship with your spouse or, you know, your relationship with God. But, um, I would say, when I look back at like specific seasons leading up even to where I am today, there's kind of that preparation, like even just for marriage, you know, it's like, it's kind of the one time before, you know, you're with your spouse for, you know, hopefully the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you kind of get that cup filled spiritually, you know, and to be able to pour into into him or her. The overflow. Yeah. And it's, it is that overflow. And then, you know, you, first of all, marriage magnifies and so like getting married married you know everything's going to come out the good the bad the strengths the weaknesses and it's like you just you're exposed you know and it's such a good thing because you know iron sharpening iron if you can angle yourself in a way that like you're going to like work these things out talk them through um get counseling if you need counseling or therapy but like you will sharpen each other but if you cannot get yourself to that position you're just going to be doling each other, doling each other. Um, so, uh, so yeah. And then, you know, 
having that cup filled up and then like leading into having kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it, it all, it all comes back to like faith. Uh, and you know, when certain things are getting kind of dried out, you know, if it's like, man, my relationship with my spouse or like my kids just feels off, you know, you kind of have to check yourself and like go through those priorities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a good, that's a good question. Well, it has to be in that order because the perfect, the perfect example of love is Christ's love for us. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know that love directly, then you can't love your spouse well and you can't love your kids well. And the true example of parenthood is also there Mm -hmm. in the form of shepherding. Because obviously it's a really tough pill to swallow, understanding that God sacrificed his only son. Mm-hmm. I think about that now with an only son, how impossible that decision would be for me. Like I don't, I don't know if I could love other people enough to ever make that decision. I don't think I could. I'm just going to be completely honest. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't think. Would you give Trey up? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not because this <laughs> podcast wouldn't last without him. Yeah. But, he keeps it. He keeps it alive. I'm the heartbeat. But yeah, and in in that same example, <laughs> outside of biblical finance, like the biblical, um, I guess ideology of how money should work, mm-hmm. there aren't very healthy practices financially. Mm-hmm. Most of our moral code, in any sense of it, is biblical based. Yeah, and. People might argue that, and you're probably smarter than me. Congratulations. Yeah. That's why I pay for a podcast, and I don't get paid to podcast. So, right. um, yeah. I'm not afraid to say I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I do truly believe that anything good does come from God. Yeah, Everything good comes from God. Yeah. I truly believe that. And so good relationships are not exempt from that, and it has to be the focus. Because people are imperfect. Your kids are going to let you down. Your spouse is definitely going to let you down. You're going to let yourself down. Mm-hmm. And there's only one person that won't, and that's God. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you have to put your eyes on him so that you can be a reflection of his love because we're imperfect. Yeah. yeah. So true. We're in, like, full-time ministry. Like, yeah. That's even, everyone's calling. I mean, even, even if my, it's not vocation. Yeah, my marriage, my kids, my family, that's, like, that's like priority, yes. you know, that's like our, our, my ministry. Right. And then yeah. like rippling out from that, like sowing to other people, our community, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, there's that perspective of like, gosh, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to like, uh, in terms of like church or giving or serving. And there is that aspect that's like healthy, it's a fly, but it? you know, I guess take example, like missionaries. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of missionaries and missionary families who, kind of they have this call you know to reach the lost whatever that looks like which is really good Mm -hmm. but oftentimes they get lost serving other people rather than you know their family and right and the core you know values and so you know you it's just back to priorities and keeping things in alignment you know absolutely um it's just like a song getting off tune you know you you know when it's off tune yes i mean absolutely i mean some people don't some people are tone deaf that's true and i'm like that's true i've got some friends you not hear this they'll just let it they'll just (laughs) let it ring and it's like "Mm." yeah it's horrible yeah all right we've asked this question before i love this question is there a time in your life where you felt like god was calling you or leading you in a certain way and you obeyed or didn't obey and now you can see the results of that. Like you look back and see the results good of that. Good or bad. Yes. Good or bad. Yeah. Is there like a real big defining moment? Like a. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say my junior year. So Hannah and I, my wife, we started dating when we were 15. And then we got married at 19. 
And then, so, but when, when I was a junior in high school, I, I knew I didn't want to go to college. I just looked at the whole educational system very differently. It yeah. was like, I didn't want to, you know, I knew there was something else for me. Um, and so out of high school, uh, we did missions for six months with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Yep. And that decision, you know, we were at that intersection in life where it was like, and that's what I was going to go do, you know, and Hannah and I were dating and she was going, you know, off to college. And mm -hmm. to me, I was like, it's only six months. Like we'd be fine long-term. Right. She thinks we would have broken up, but um, the Lord spoke to her. And then, you know, she decided to go, you know, do it. I never asked her. I never pressured her. Um, Cause her family's like, you know, you go to college, you go to college. Right. Like, this is what you're doing. And even her friends in high school is like, you're throwing your life away. Mm. Like, if you don't go to university yeah. right out of, you know, she later did go to university. Um, but that six month and that like intersection that I was at, like being led to go make that uh, commitment led to like everything where, where I am today, even with filming and what yeah. I do video wise. Um, you know, there was someone on our, our team when we were living in Argentina for three and a half months who asked me like, Hey, could you film our wedding in uh, California when we, you know, when we get back from the field? And I was like, it's like, you know what? Sure. Like, <laughs> I'll do it. So that was when, when I got back, that's when I started investing in gear. Yeah. Um, and one thing led to another yeah. in that regard. But yeah, that was, that was a big one. That was a big one. I think for most people that is like such an intersection in life, you yeah. know, like at a high school, cause all you know is school, yeah. right? From your yeah. time yet, you're what, four or five years old. Right. You yeah. know, I know I told Jake, I'm like, I would, sometimes I just think, man, it wouldn't it be so nice just to go sit in school <laughs> All you got to do is sit there and yeah. be quiet to have a successful day. Yeah. And you could have lunch with your friends and hang out. Dude, I saw a picture on my phone the other day. I was sleeping. It was a picture. I don't, you probably took it. I you probably, saw it while you were did, sleeping? Yeah. Or I was, I, it sleeping. was like across the room, but I'm just like knocked out on my desk sleeping. Just like knocked <laughs> out. Oh man, it was so funny. I was just remembering like those days, you know, in school and. You know, mm. There were there were classes and stuff that I I enjoyed, but a lot yeah. of it, man, it was like filler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that. How it's it's kind of like babysitting for all our kids. <laughs> yeah, because in reality, we don't need that much time for school. Yeah. yeah. But we always close this thing out with a question of the day, and the question of the day, uh, we just used it, but I really liked it, and I wanted to ask you too. Obviously, we're mid twenties, so mm -hmm. it's not going to be as much of like a life changing potentially thing, but. What is, is like a word of wisdom you would give yourself at that stage you're talking about where you were at a crossroads? Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, if you could go back and tell yourself something that you think would help you kind of navigate the, the, like being newly married, being a new parent, being a new business owner, like all those things, any of it really, what would you mm -hmm. tell yourself? Man. That's a that's that's a great question. I know it has a lot of variables. There's so much, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So many avenues. And I gotta pick one thing. You don't have to. Oh, it could be it, it could, could be, be a multiple things. things. Yeah. It could be just what would you want to know? Just a little nugget for yourself. Yeah. Like what? I would say you become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm. And to pick wisely. Yeah. Who you spend time with. Mm whether it's the Lord, you know, your quiet time with him, like that relationship. And then like your, you know, your family and then like your friends. Right. Um, but yeah, you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And then just 
like knowing what what you feed off of, like what you give your time to. Yeah. Um, you know, just being being wise in that way. Um, but yeah, I think just and I think just sowing and reaping too. Yeah. Uh I think that's one thing that, you know, raising a toddler, it's like teaching teaching her and our son Isaiah, like you make bad choices, you will reap a bad consequence. Right. You know, yeah. period. And and that simple thing, you know, whether she's sitting in the no fun chair because of it or you know, we <laughs> no take something chair. yeah. That's awesome. Um she's <laughs> learning that man, when I when I like make a bad choice, and oftentimes she knows what she's doing. Um, there's a consequence. And then the same, like we reward her when, you know, she does things yeah. that, you know, are pleasing and good and, right. like, you know, so, but yeah, that's probably, probably along other things. That's probably what I would, I would tell myself. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, love you brother. Love you too, man. Thank you for coming mm-hmm. on. I, just I know you got things to do. Like and we got the Oreo, the Oreo sandwich. The Oreo you gotta, cookie. you gotta get on those Oreos. I'm telling you, they're pretty good. I should probably title this episode. I, I did have some like non-dairy ice cream might have been Ben and Jerry's and there was like Oreo in it you sure it wasn't like Nottamoo no it wasn't. that's a non-dairy yeah what, it so it what so what's your sweet what's your sweet that you like is it still Avocado, Jolly Ranchers bro. or what this man well, tried to I convince me this man tried to convince me years ago that avocado was sweet sweet you know what? The first time I ever, ever my he said first time like I ever experienced an avocado was yeah, at his avocado house. Avocado today. I didn't even put any salt and pepper on. I just ate that thing like straight with some sweet potato cubes. Yeah, that's great. The only time I eat avocado is like on tacos yeah. or on Chipotle. I hate avocados. I don't know. I do. It's like a, it's like the toothpaste of a. It's like vegetable toothpaste or whatever it is a fruit. <laughs> Fruits. Because fruit of the toothpaste. texture. Is it yeah. better than okay. carrot juice? It's like beanie. <laughs> I don't know. It, no, and then the carrot juice is not great either. So <laughs> on the bright side, your hands aren't as orange. Anymore. Put it like that. Yeah, I don't drink it. Well, Remember, Trey used to be like completely orange oh, dude, it will, it will. from the carrot juice. Yeah. That was impressive. It's probably the healthiest uh, okay. I've ever been to. Yeah, you looked like Donald the Trump orange. a little bit. <laughs> Got some the DJT. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get back on the carrot juice. There you go. Just just for the color, not because of the health factors, but. And we'll see you at the sports center tomorrow. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe I don't. I don't know. On the air, that's that's it, commitment. We early, need people to help us be I'm going to the Hornets game tonight, <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know if I want to get up early. It depends on how late it is. Mm. I'll see yeah. you there. All right, I'll see you there. Cool. Yep, I'll be there. All right, love you, brother. Great, you too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching, guys. We got another one coming your way next week. Tune in.